Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Today, we'll have my chat with the president and CEO of Give Kids the World. That's coming up on this episode 313 of WW Prep to Go. Hello, and welcome to WW Prep to Go, where we talk strategy and ideas for people planning their Disney World trips. I am your host, Shannon Albert from www.prepschool.com. Thank you for being here for episode 313. So today is a chat that I very recently had with Pamela, who is the president and CEO of Give Kids the World. If you are unfamiliar, they are the ones who primarily work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation in order to grant the wishes to those families. So we'll talk more about how that works and ways that people can volunteer or contribute to the organization. As always, I do want to remind you to follow on social media so this becomes more of a two-way conversation instead of a one-way search for WDW Prep School on all of the platforms. We have daily videos going out on TikTok and Instagram. We post all the news on Twitter. We have relevant articles on Facebook. And starting July 18th, we will have two videos a week on the YouTube channel. So just search for WDW Prep School on your platforms of choice. I think that is it for the housekeeping. Without any further ado, here's my conversation with Pamela. Welcome to the podcast, Pam. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I am so happy to talk to you. I've been wanting to do this for a while because so many people have heard of Give Kids the World, but we haven't been able to sort of talk through like exactly how you work or how we can help or whatever. So I am. Thank you for making the time. Oh my goodness. Love to get the message out. So to start, can you introduce yourself and your role at Give Kids the World? Sure. Uh, my name is Pamela Landworth, and I am blessed to be the president and CEO of Give Kids the World. Been there now. My goodness, I've been involved with the village. It'll be it's 30 years this year. 30. And uh, can you believe it? Absolutely. And have been president since 1995, so 27 of those. Wow. And then prior to that, of course, I had almost 17 wonderful years at Walt Disney World. So, you know, I've had two jobs in my life and I always think, gosh, I had the best of the for-profit world and the best of the non-profit world. Yeah, that's great. Um, So I think things have probably changed a lot since you have been in this position, haven't they? Oh, my goodness. Yes. We were much, much, much smaller, much smaller footprint. We've grown exponentially, which is amazing. And so just for those who are listening who don't know what we are, we are an 89-acre resort, nonprofit resort based about three miles from Walt Disney World. And we are the destination from children from around the world who have a critical illness and share one wish. And that's to go to Disney, right? I mean, it's just to experience some of the other things that, of course, the Central Florida has, the magic of Universal and SeaWorld and Legoland. But over 50% of all children with a critical illness, when given the opportunity to express a wish, go to Disney. And whether that be to meet Mickey Mouse or the princesses or Star Wars or just be immersed in Disney. Yeah. The fact that they choose that as their wish is very humbling for those of us that get to do this as a job. I know. Isn't it amazing? 
that's the thing that that this is what they want to do is they want to come and experience Disney. And um, you can imagine that. But like you say, you're there how many days? Right. For these kids, it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. You you work with Make-A-Wish families. So is it 100% of the families you work with come through the Make-A-Wish organization? About 80% of our families come through the Make-A-Wish organization. We partner with about 200 wish-granting chapters around the world. But Make-A-Wish, of course, is the largest and most well-known. So about 80% of our families come through there. So just yesterday, um, I'm traveling right now. So we met with a special wish in Cleveland, Ohio. And today we're meeting with a wishes can happen in Canton, Ohio. So a lot of these smaller ones that people have never heard of, but, you know, serve a local community. And so, yeah, that's, a, that's about 20% of those wishes come from those smaller groups. We're so excited because just recently we haven't been, even though we reopened last January, we haven't been at capacity since the pandemic, even though we've been able to, but Make-A-Wish out of an abundance of caution, which we supported, was requiring every member of the family to be vaccinated in order Mm -hmm. to go on any travel wish. And they just lifted that requirement last week. So we know that pretty soon we're going to be back up to capacity because there's so many kids that put Mm -hmm. their wishes on hold because of the pandemic. That is right. So I think a lot of people, when they hear that families or children have done the Disney World wish as their Make-A-Wish, probably assume that they just go to Disney World, stay in a hotel and whatever. But the truth is that they come to Give Kids the World and stay in the village there, right? So can you talk us through why it works that way and how you kind of coordinate with the families in Disney? Sure. I mean, so once a child is diagnosed with a critical illness, there's a child life specialist or a social worker in the hospital that's now you know, this is all the things that are going to happen. And one of the things is you get to choose a wish. So they will give a list of all the wish granting organizations in their area and say, when you're ready, just reach out. And then for, again, so it's so easy. Then the wish granting organization calls us and makes the reservation and they provide the airfare to get them there. And then we take care of the home, them and the entire family for a week. So as part of it, they get to go to all four Disney parks, uh, both Universal Parks, SeaWorld, Aquatica. On top of that, they can go to Legoland. They can go to Gatorland, any of those smaller theme parks in the area. So there's more than they can possibly do it in that week. Mm-hmm. And then we provide accommodations. We have 166 two-bedroom, two-bath villas that are completely wheelchair accessible. A whirlpool, the children's bathroom is much larger. It's got a wheel-in shower. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you've had a 16-year-old, who said it's the first time in her life she's ever taken a shower alone because, you know, most homes don't have these. It just, you just, we can't do enough for these families. And so we provide all of their meals and snacks and we have an ice cream parlor that's open from 7.30 in the morning till 9.30 at night. So kids can have banana splits for breakfast if they want for, you know, a snack. We have characters there that will tuck them in at night. We have four wheelchair accessible attractions at the village. So, so many of these kids and so many theme parks don't have true wheelchair accessible attractions. So to see a child who's never been on, you know, on an attraction before, it's just so heartwarming. And then in addition to all of those wonderful things they get to do in the parks, the parks send their characters to us. So Mickey comes two mornings a week, Universal sends their characters SeaWorld so they don't have to wait in those long lines in the park for those autographs and pictures. And then we celebrate Christmas every Thursday night. Oh, that's fun. So we have 
show. We have horse-drawn carriage rides. Santa comes. Hasbro provides toys for every member of the family. So after they see Santa, they go pick their toy. Mm. Uh, we celebrate Halloween every Monday night. We provide either face painting or costumes. The kids go trick-or-treating. Um, we go through nine tons of candy a year. Um, so every night there's a party. And so the families, what we find is, you know, even though they get a special assistance pass, which a lot of times moves them to the front of the line, so mm-hmm. they don't have to wait in those long lines. Mm-hmm. Imagine trying to fit as a healthy family all those things into one week. So many times what they do is we're just going to spend a day at the village where we have our own attractions, where we have a pool. It's just the stuff dreams are made of. It's absolutely amazing. I was just going to say, I don't know if I'd ever leave Give Kids the World. <laughs> what we have is uh, unfortunately there are many times now it's your child gets one wish. So how we like to say is, you know, the theme parks, they try to put on that perfect guest experience because they want their guests to keep coming back over and over, right? That's what makes Disney so magical. We have to put on the perfect guest experience because our guests can't come back. They get a once in a lifetime opportunity. And the only time that a family can come back and stay another week is if there's a second child. And we have had families who that second child is their wish is just to come back and stay at the village all week because they feel normal. Nobody stares at them or asks awkward questions. You know, it's okay if they have a trach tube or if they're on tubes coming out of their body or they don't have any hair because of the effects. Nobody stares at them mm-hmm. um, and they feel normal. So many times, you know, uh, uh, the siblings suffer so much too because all the attention is focused on the wish child. So the siblings are sent to grandparents or babysitters. And this is a time for the whole family to come back together. And it's odd as this may sound, a lot of times it's a thank you gift back from the wish child to their family because they know the stresses and the pressures. And so, okay, now I want everybody to enjoy just being a family again. So it's just, I get chills even thinking about just the joy that these families. I was going to say, PM, I was not ready to cry today, but yes, (laughs) that's all very touching. And I'm so glad they have you guys. I've been there once. And I think the word village is very apt because it really does feel like a neighborhood more than like, it's not a hotel. It's it's more like you're in a neighborhood and everyone has their own little accessible house. They do. And they can drive right up to it. And, you know, we have a welcome hut and the person at the welcome hut, when the families arrive back, they say, welcome home. And, you know, it's so funny because I've had families, alumni families say when we drove up and the volunteer said, welcome home, we knew we were going to be safe. And when those gates closed behind them, I have to tell you, I, you know, the world is crazy right now, right? There's so many things pulling us apart at the seams. But I believe um, the thing binds together infinitely stronger than what pulls us apart. And the village is an excellent example of that. You know, we fill 1,800 volunteer shifts a week. They're from all walks of life, all nationalities, all creeds, all, you know, voted for worship. I mean, it's all just a blending. And they come together because they want to make a difference and nobody cares, right? The families come to us from 76 countries around the world and they don't care who you voted for or who you worship or what color skin you have. They go, your child has leukemia. My child has leukemia. How do you get them to do this? And what's the best this? And how do you work with insurance? And it's just, it just works. And it's just a microcosm of society and it works so beautiful. You know, we can't work everywhere, right? Right. It's, It's beautiful to see. Are there other similar organizations like Give Kids the World, or is it kind of unique to Orlando? Yeah, we're really the only village of its kind anywhere. And quite frankly, because over half of all children, their wishes to come here. 
And Mm -hmm. um, so there's really no need. Now there's camps and things like that. Um, All the entertainment and the tickets. It's just, yeah, we're we're the only village of its kind like that anywhere in the world. And it's, it's just so beautiful to see and it's grown and will continue to grow. And, you know, just so your listeners can hear the, the impetus behind it. Of course, the founder, Henry Landworth, was a hotelier and um, he owned the very first Holiday Inn right outside of the main gate of Disney. And it was 36 years ago. And so because of his background, Henry was European. He was born in Belgium, but moved to Poland right before the outbreak of World War II. He and his family were Jewish. Unfortunately, he and his twin sister, Margot, spent five years in concentration camps from the age of 13 to 18, and they were the only ones that made it out of the war alive. So he came here, and so he felt like he had lost his childhood, and he felt like he was spared and always felt the need to get back. So when the wish would identify a child whose wish was to go to Disney, they'd often call him at the hotel and say, hey, can you put a family up? Would you put the family for free? And at the time, it was only a three-day experience because there was only the Magic Kingdom and Epcot, mm-hmm. right? Universal wasn't there. SeaWorld was there. And then one day, his general manager told him a reservation was canceled. It was for a little girl named Amy. And um, for her, time had simply run out and she lost her battle with leukemia. And so I always like to tell people he could have done one of two things. He could have said, oh, my goodness, that's too bad. When's the next family coming? We'll take care of them. But he didn't. He was curious. And he started asking, how could that happen? How could a child die before having a simple wish like meeting Mickey Mouse or a princess? And what he found, it was taking several months for those wish granting organizations to make all the accommodations and get the tickets. And he said, I can streamline that. And he did. And we can bring children in less than 24 hours. And he made a promise then and there that no child's wish would ever go unfulfilled. And we've, you know, kept that promise for 36 years. Well, thank goodness for him. That was an ambitious dream that he pulled off there. You mentioned that you rely a lot on volunteers. So I wanted to talk about how people can help because a lot of people have heard of Give Kids the World, but may not understand all the different ways that they can get involved. So do you still accept volunteers from the public? Absolutely. So what we like to say is there's three ways to engage. It's either give, serve, or share. Obviously, donations, in-kind gifts, all of those. Um, Share, which is what you're doing right now, is just sharing the message. But serve is volunteering. So all you need to do is you go on our website, and there's a, how do you, you know, how can I help? And there's a drop-down box, and it's volunteer. You can actually sign up online. We do require a background check, obviously, of all of our volunteers. And then you fill out an application, you go through an orientation again online, and then you can sign up for your shifts online. You can volunteer once a week, once a day, or once a year. And we have a lot of traveling. So we have a lot of church groups that come down, um, a lot of college groups, alternative spring break groups, a lot of snowbirds. So yeah, and there's, wow, uh, just tons of jobs you can do, whether you want to interface with the families by working one of those holiday parties at night, whether it's serving ice cream, serving mm-hmm. a meal. So yeah, we're always in need of volunteers. Well, I did. I volunteered during a trip once and went over there and didn't know what I was going to do until I got there, which is that how it works? Do you normally just get surprised or you normally know ahead of time? No, normally you sign up for a ship. Okay. And so it'll I, be, I want to work the Henry Starlight Scoops, which is our ice cream. I want to work it from 7.30 in the morning. And they're normally three to four hour shifts, or I want to run one of the attractions, but you sign up for a specific shift. Now, if it rains and we have to close the attractions, then yes, we might move you to another. Mm -hmm. But no, you get to pick the shift that you want and the time and the experience. 
Okay. So if people wanted to volunteer, they could sign up online, do all of the, the, all of it online, the pre stuff, the background check and the orientation and show up for their shift. So, okay. That's really fun. And then, um, donations, you accept those. Oh my goodness. Yes. And so there's two ways, you know, of course, when you go to our website, there's a big donate now, or they're under the, how, you know, how can I help? There's also like a wish list of things that we need, whether it's batteries or, you know, all of the things that it takes us to run the village. So we have to raise roughly $22 million cash every year. And then an additional 36 million of in-kind every year to operate the village. So Every day when the there's a uh, when the family comes back from the long day of the park, there's a gift for every child, right? So we're always looking for unique gifts to give the kids. And and the hardest population, of course, is no surprise, is that teen group, right? Because we serve kids from three to eighteen. So you know you gotta have gifts for the young kids and gifts that are appropriate for you know 16, 17, 18 year olds. Um, so those are kind of things. Everything that we do for the wish child, we do for the sibling. It's so important that they feel connected and part of it, except for one thing. And that's um, if you've been to the Castle of Miracles, you know, with the wish child, we give them the opportunity to write their name on a gold star. Mm-hmm. The middle of the night, the star very swoops down, gathers up the stars and then puts them in the castle. So they'll already, you know, always have that special place in our hearts, but a physical reminder. Uh, we can't do that for the siblings. That's the yeah. job I was assigned when I came was oh. to work in there. So when people came and they needed help finding their star, we went and found it. Very moving experience. Very moving. And it, and it runs the gamut from a child who is in remission and comes back to see their star to a family who's lost their child to come mm. back to see their star. We've had these situations where there's a wish child who went on to beat their illness and now are back with their child at the village mm-hmm. who's got a critical illness and for them to show their child their star from when they were there mm-hmm. it's life-changing absolutely mm-hmm. life-changing and you know we don't know the fate we've now served 178,000 families don't know the fate of every child we have one story about a little girl who was there uh, back in 2001. She was stage three kidney cancer. She had a Wilms tumor and she was on hospice care. And she, there was a strong likelihood she wasn't even going to survive the week that she was there. She was so ill, hadn't been out of bed for weeks. And her wish was she wanted to meet every Disney princess. So this precious little girl with her bald head, every day I'd see her walk by, she'd have a different princess costume on complete with the boa, the little tiara, the little acrylic slippers. And um, I don't get to meet every child, but this particular year, because it was 2001, it was right after 9-11. So Orlando Business Journal reached out and said, hey, can we do an article about how 9-11's impact charitable giving over the holidays? So I said, yes. And they wanted to do a photo shoot. So I said, oh, I'd love for this little girl to be in it. Her name was Alyssa. So little three, you want to make kids well, don't give us shots anymore. Send us to give kids the world. It's magic medicine. Mm. I've been to her high school graduation. I've been to her college graduation. She's 25 years old now. Her dream was to take a shot one day. And if you ask her, she will tell you, give kids all give her hope. And she got back home and her was shrinking. That's her magic medicine. Now we know that it's the magic medicine. And the volunteers are part of that. The staff are part of that. The village itself, that feeling of, okay, people care. Our guests are just overwhelmed by the fact that complete strangers have such unconditional love and all they want to do is come out. We have a woman that comes out and does balloon animals once a week. 
And it gives her, you, you ask any volunteer and they say they get much more out of it than they put into it. Yeah. And the time that I was there, some of the volunteers literally flew in from out of state just mm-hmm. to be there to volunteer and then flew home. They weren't there to go to a theme park. They were just there to go to Kids of the World. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Because they feel, see, there's so many wonderful charities in the world and you give money and you maybe give your time and you're hoping that you're going to solve a social issue or that you're going to help, you know, um, create a cure for cancer. But it's not that instant gratification. At the village, I think that's, you can hand somebody an ice cream cone who, you know, has just been poked and prodded and opened up so many times and you see their face light up. That's instant. That's instant gratification. And you know, you're making a difference. Volunteers never leave the village going, gosh, I wonder if I made a difference today. Never happens. Yeah, that's lovely. So we got volunteering, we have donations, and then you have events that you host. Yeah, we have quite a few events. I mean, some fun events and, you know, it's little things like people, well, I can't be there. I can't do this. So it's like peer-to-peer fundraising. So if you have a Facebook page and, you know, if you're somebody who I don't need anything for my birthday. So in lieu of birthday gifts, you know, help me raise money, send, you know, donate money to give kids the world. And this is my goal. We do over the edge, right? Which is um, where we scale down the Hyatt. We've been doing that now. It must be, gosh, six years that we've done it because I've scaled down 12 times. I do it twice each time where you rappel down the side of the building. People love it. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be in April next year. We've got a huge thing coming up at BizCon, which is where a lot of folks are going to converge at Disney for the weekend and have fun. And, you know, tickets are on sale for that. And I believe we've bought out Galaxy's Edge and then you can go and experience that. So those kind of events we have, um, we have our annual gala that people can attend. The best way too to go on the website, because we've got so many partners out and about right throughout the United States, like intercontinental hotel groups like Perkins or Boston Market. So you can go on our website and find out what some of those local activities are as well. We just got off a fun thing where we did an 11-day road trip. We took a summer bus tour and we're always trying to find ways to keep those alumni family engaged because we want to keep that hope going. So we visited 11 cities hopped on a bus, went, and at each one of those cities, most of them were at a theme park. So we did Dollywood, we did Six Flags Over Georgia, we did Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, Knobles, um, Gehenna Lake, um, we did Kings Island. And we invited families who live in that area and said, come on out. And we did a party for them. We brought our characters. We played games from the village. We danced. And then they got to go into the theme park. So we're going to do that again next year. So folks in all those areas, we can, you know, we'll put that word out and say, hey, if you live in this area, come out and help us, you know, put on this great party. You also have the lights during the holidays, right? We started the you know, night of a million lights. And of course, it was when we were closed. Um, we had to close 10 months because of the pandemic. We weren't sure when we were going to reopen. But, you know, so many charities sat back and said, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And one of my favorite quotes, I've got a bazillion of them, is the best way to predict the future is to create it. And I'm a huge football fan. And so I much prefer being the offense and the defense, right? So we said, we can just run around and wait for things to happen or we can, there's no silver lining in the pandemic, but there's got to be a silver lining being closed. What is it, right? So we made sure to show, I mean, the village was show ready. 
we painted, we repaved, we redecorated all the villas. Of course, after we made sure all of our safety protocols were right, uh, we worked on our culture. We redid our orientation program. And then we said, we've got this beautiful village that's empty. And quite frankly, I lived there for six months by myself. I mean, it was me and a security guard round the clock, and it was the quietest, most <laughs> really quiet. Mm-hmm. And our um, VP of Advancement had been floating this idea. I'd never, I never had floated its way to me before. But it's, hey, if we we know Disney and Universal aren't going to do their light show, maybe if we put some lights on the village, maybe some folks would show up, right? And as we started decorating, we're going, wow, if we even had more lights. This would be amazing. We could do it outside. They were still social distancing. So I called Jeff Volley, who's the president of Walt Disney World, and said, hey, we know you're not doing your lights. Should you have any extra lights you might want to loan us? Well, they gave us 3.3 million lights. Mm-hmm. We lit up the village, and we had 92,000 people come through that. It was amazing, over 53 nights. And it was right in the height of the pandemic when everybody had to social distance and wear masks and stuff. And we did it without any incidents at all. And so the next year then, even though that year we had no families on property, the following year we had some families on property. So we were able to carve out a particular area to do it. So um, we're still in those planning stages right now. Are we going to do it or not? We're not really 100% sure we're going to do it this year. Again, now with this new announcement from Make-A-Wish, we could be full. And our mission is to take care of these precious families, not to be a fundraiser, right? So we want to ensure that, hey, if we're going to need those villas, we're going to have families in them instead of doing it. So we'll make that decision in the next few weeks. Okay. We will look for it then. As much fun as that is, we'd rather be full of families. (laughs) That's our mission. That's right. It sounds like you're going to try to make lemonade out of lemons, regardless of the circumstances. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've talked about lots of good things coming, like you're going to have more mm-hmm. family, so you'll be more at capacity events. Is there anything else that you're really looking forward to? You know, we, we just started our, we had a horseback riding program pre-pandemic. We just brought it back. So we do horse riding two mornings a week, and then we do a horse-drawn carriage rides. Mm-hmm. Um, we are looking at doing some other fun projects just because more and more families are opting to stay at the village. We want to look at all of the opportunities that we have there. Um, we're in the process of looking at doing a Mayor Clayton's Wonder Lab, which is an area all dedicated to STEAM, you know, the uh, you know, science, technology, you know, engineering, arts, and math. And Garner Webb, who's a huge audio animatronics um, company out of California, is interested in helping us with that. We actually have 15 more acres of land, so we're in the process of dreaming. What else could we do with that? But that's the beauty of it is the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. And we just always want to make sure that we're thinking what you just never know what barks that child to have hope. Right. And, and it's going to be different for every child. So what is it? So we're just, I love the concept. I came up with this concept at Disney. It's called celebrated discontent where you celebrate all of your, you know, you celebrate an event, you celebrate what you do, but you go, gosh, is there something we could have done just a little bit better? You know, how could we have you know, improve on this. And so that's the kind of culture we want of curiosity and, and celebrated discontent. And it serves well. Yes. I love your little phrases and quotes. I'm going to be thinking about, <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about them for a while. Well, I'll tell you I, my, my probably all time favorite is um, the purpose of life is to find your gifts. The meaning of life is to give them away. So everybody has a gift. And, and how do you use that for the betterment? And I think that's what our volunteers do. They all have a different gift and 
you know, I'm sure you've heard the one from Mark Twain, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you discover why. Those are the kind of things that just keep you going. And I think right now with all of the tragedy that's happening around the world, and it's easy to just want to pull the covers over your head and say, let me just hide from it all, right? If, if all the good people did that, where would we be? So mm-hmm. we've got to have hope and it's got to start with us. That's right. I think we view our jobs as being an escape and a sort of a bright spot for a lot of people that listen or follow us, right. but you are doing that on such a grand scale for people who so desperately need it. So that's really fantastic. But we need you to help that, but we need people yes. like you to get the message out there because, you know, we don't, we're probably the world's best kept secret. We don't spend money on advertising. So it's folks like you that are getting that message out to help us hopefully maybe get more donors or find more volunteers mm-hmm. or maybe know of a child who is ill and go, hey, did you know that you could do this? So you're doing you're doing God's work for us and we appreciate it. Well, it's the least we could do. And I'm so happy to get to talk to you. And my we, pleasure. For people that are listening, all the links to relevant things that we have discussed will be in the show description. So if you want to volunteer or donate or attend an event, then you can do that. Open invitation to come visit. Love for you to see the village again. Yes. Happy to come back. Thanks for talking to me, Pam. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I definitely am walking away very inspired and looking for sort of the good things in the world. And today's quick tip was submitted by a listener. If you would like to submit your own quick tip, please check the link in the show notes for the Speak Pipeline to do that. My name is Sarah, and my favorite Disney World tip is to make a reservation at Trattoria Al Forno on the morning of your Epcot day. Make a reservation before park opening, eat the breakfast pizza, it's amazing, and then go to the back of World Showcase from the boardwalk to enter the queue for Remy's. As we wrap up this episode, let's talk cute park bags. We've been using the backpacks from Designer Park Co. on every trip recently. Heather has the camel-colored one, and I have the black one with white polka dots. They also have lots of other great colors and designs. These backpacks are slightly larger than lounge fly bags, and they have features that are super handy when you're in the parks. They have a place for your ears, a pinhole area for buttons and pins, hidden mesh netting that you can pull out as needed, water bottle storage pockets, and a hydration kit to attach their tubing to your water bottles. We cannot say enough about how much we love them, and we love that they reached out to us to provide a discount code for you. To get your bag, head to designerparkco.com and use code WDWPREP to save 10%. And that will wrap up this episode. As always, for more information, you can check the podcast app description for links and relevant information from this episode, or you can go to the website, wdwprepschool.com, click on podcast at the top, and scroll down to episode 313. Until next time, I will see you on the site.